Hello and welcome to the podcast from Holy Trinity Westerhales. We're delighted that you've joined us for this week's podcast and pray that you would be blessed through it. And as we turn to God's word this morning, let's just ask God for his help. Abba Father, we thank you that we can sing a truth that we are held in loving arms. And we just thank you for that moment where we're reminded of that, that we are held by you, that no matter what we're going through, that underneath are the everlasting arms. And you've got strong arms, strong muscles, Lord, if it's not blasphemous to say such a thing, to hold us up when we feel we're failing or falling. And we thank you, Lord, for all the help that you offer to us by your Holy Spirit, through your word, and through your church, your people. And we pray, Lord, that we'll be open to receive your help this day, to live for you, and to be your lights in a dark world. And so may the speaker decrease so that Jesus Christ of Nazareth would increase, for we ask it in his holy name. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you this morning a little about uh, prayer ministry. And uh, you'll have heard that term. We use it an awful uh, lot. All, All the benefits of the kingdom of God are available to you and to me in the place of prayer. And... When we think about that word ministry, it uh, is a biblical word, uh, and in the New Testament, it sort of translates uh, diakonos, a, a Greek word. It means to serve, and in the Old Testament, when you read the word ministry, it translates a Hebrew word, boda, which means to work, it means work or service. And so when we read about this idea of uh, ministry, um, in the Bible and prayer ministry, uh, I believe that it is the servant of God bringing all the benefits of the kingdom to you and to me. And I hope through today's talk, it will help you to be someone who's able to receive and not think, well, that's just for other people. And also for you to be able to minister in ministry to those around you because you've been given a ministry um, as well. When we look at the scripture uh, and we look at uh, prayer ministry, it's accompanied often with the laying on of hands. That's something that we've kind of normalized at Holy Trinity. It's not normal maybe in some of your church traditions. Some of you have come from other churches and you've thought, what, what are they doing there? We read about the laying on of hands an awful lot actually in the Bible. In fact, just open up your Bible, you'll probably find some kind of reference, um, reference to it. Um, I, I, don't think I've shared, I don't think I've shared with you in the morning service how when we began meeting again after the summer last year with our evening service, the, the we were, had a bit more relaxation in the rules, and we didn't just have a morning service, which we'd had for so long during the pandemic, but we had an evening service as well. It was so wonderful to be able to gather together, and we wanted to give space for God to minister to us, and we gave space to that, and a lady came in with chronic pain, and she came, and she came and ended up kneeling on this red 
carpet. I didn't know what she was praying about. She was crying out to God for healing and relief from the pain. And as we were just spending time with that, uh, one of the prayer ministry team, even though they weren't, we didn't have officially a prayer ministry team at that point, um, uh, one of the elders in the church came up and began to pray with her. And she testified to that night that she'd just been completely healed of her pain. She was just, just dancing that she'd been healed of that pain. And I was on the phone to my father that night, and we were chatting about that, and he'd asked me how the service had, uh, had gone, as he often asked me, and uh, I'd said there was a lady who'd been healed of, of chronic pain. And we began to have a discussion about why we hadn't seen these type of things so much during the pandemic. It, was, it seemed to be so rare that we were seeing healings, even though we were praying for people. And then my dad asked me just a really simple question. He said, did, did anybody lay hands on her? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I did see the person lay hands on them when they prayed for them. And he said, that's the problem. We've been robbed of that ministry of laying on of hands. We've been robbed of that touch during the past two years. And so when I speak about prayer ministry today, uh, I'll be talking about prayer ministry with that touch that God speaks about that's so important, that releases the kingdom of God, that kingdom that's about bringing peace and righteousness and joy in the Holy Spirit, that kingdom that brings healing, that kingdom that brings deliverance. Now, in the Bible, when you read the word ministry, it's used in three main ways, and it'll uh, come off the screen. The first, the first main way is the ministry of, uh, uh, of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Now, because we've just finished the book of Hebrews, you know what the ministry of Jesus is right now. You're all looking worried in case I call you out. Someone want to shout out, what is, what is the ministry of Jesus right now? Intercession, we know that. Jesus lives, the book of Hebrews says, to make intercession for us. He is praying for us in heaven right now. Now, that is the ministry of Jesus. He is in that tabernacle that is in heaven. And he, what is he praying? He's praying for everything that he has won, that he's won through his blood shed on the cross. And he's praying that for his people here on earth. Praying that for you. Praying that for me in heaven. And the way that the, that, that, that ministry is exercised on earth today is through the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about the ministry of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he ministers to us through the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the New Testament speaks specifically about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It talks about how superior that ministry is to any other ministry. And it says how the ministry in the Old Testament, the ministry that Moses had, that was great. His face was shining. But how more glorious will be the ministry of the Holy Spirit Today, So that's the first way the Bible talks about ministry, about the ministry of Jesus through the Holy Spirit, this ministry of the Holy Spirit. The second way is through the ministry of, if we can go into the next screen, the ministry of the Word. In the New Testament, we read about the, the ministry uh, of the Word. What was happening in the early church was that God was blessing them so much. There was just so many people coming to church. People were being converted but there was a special ministry to the poor. They were realizing there were many people who were hungry, were living in similar days amazingly, incredibly, sadly today. 
And the early church was feeding the hungry, and they were looking after widows and orphans, those who didn't have any income, those who had no way of supporting themselves. And that work was growing exponentially. And the apostles were becoming overwhelmed with that work, and they became aware there was a problem here. Because even though that that ministry was important, and God had called the church to do that, It wasn't specifically the ministry that the apostles had been called to do. In fact, they had been called to the ministry of the word and to prayer. And they were to prioritize that above everything else. And so this is what they decided to do. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. And we'll turn this responsibility over to them. And we'll give our attention to the ministry of the word and to prayer. And so the second way we read about this this idea of ministry in the Bible is the ministry of the word uh, and prayer. And then the last way is the ministry of the people of God. And in the Old Testament, that is the only way that ministry is spoken about. It's always about the ministry of the people of God. And I've just put one example. When David uh, was making preparations uh, for the temple and getting ready for that and getting all the people together. And this is just one of the stories. David, King David, together with the commanders of the army, they set apart some of the sons of Asaph, Haman, and Jeduthun for the ministry of prophesying. This is a ministry of the people of God. And right throughout the Bible, we see people being set apart for specific ministries. And so we're talking about the ministry of the whole people of God. That's the only way the Old Testament speaks about it. In the New Testament, it's by far the most common way that we read about the word ministry. It's about the ministry of you and me, the people who love Jesus, the people who are serving God. Here we read about a ministry that's given to God's people. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So God gives to us these ministries. So let's just put these three strands together. You've got the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You've got the ministry of the Word. And you've got the ministry of the people of God. So when I'm speaking about prayer ministry... I'm talking about a word and spirit ministry that all the people of God are invited to participate in. And with that in mind, I want us to turn to our reading in Luke chapter 2. I'm not aware of anyone else ever having used this passage about prayer ministry, although nothing's new under the sun. And I've preached on this passage many, many times. And usually I would tell you about what this says about Jesus or what this tells you about Simeon and Anna, these godly men and women who were in the temple But I want you to think this morning, as we look at this story, about what this experience was like for Mary and Joseph. Because we read there, 
when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Just think about Mary and Joseph. They are brand new parents. And they've got a precious new son. And they're so excited. And they're so filled with, overwhelmed with joy. And they're just amazed about what the, the events that are going along around their child. And they're also terrified. And they're worried. And they're overwhelmed. And they're fearful for what the future holds for them and for their child. I was uh, in with Ashley and Lee, brand new parents yesterday. And it was just amazing to see just how overwhelmed with joy they were over little Ada and to hold Ada and what a wee smasher she is. And they are young parents and so overwhelmed with joy, at the same time, they look totally terrified, if they're listening in right now. <laughs> but just overwhelmed, just as we all were, if you've ever had children. You just, it's, just, it's just a lot to take in. And so here are Mary and Joseph, totally overwhelmed. And they go off to the temple. And their hearts are filled with joy. And they're going to worship God because they're followers of God, and they're taking their little child with them. They're going in obedience because the law of the Lord required them to go. And we're told also that they came to offer either a pair of doves or two young pigeons, which tells us something about them. It tells us financially they were very poor. And so in the, mixed, in the midst of all the, the fears and the worries and the joys and the hopes, they also have got all these financial pressures as well. How are we going to cope? We're bringing up Jesus, bringing up this child of promise. I want you now to imagine what it was like to go into that temple. And you go to church, and you're no different to Mary and Joseph. You're full of thanksgiving, because we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. We, you come to worship God. You come to offer something to God but you also sometimes come into church and you're completely overwhelmed in life. Or you come into church and things are difficult. Or maybe you've got financial pressures and you're really worried about that and you're wondering, how am I going to solve this? And you come into church and Mary and Joseph, they come into the temple. Imagine what it was like when suddenly a godly man who we're told was full of the Holy Spirit comes up to them and he starts to pray. And he starts to pray for this child. I mean, everyone is going crazy over the child. Everyone goes crazy over babies. And of course he goes crazy over the baby. And he starts to pray. And he starts to praise God, we read. Simeon, this man who's a righteous man, a man who is, we're told, is full, full of the Holy Spirit. And he begins to 
prophesy. He begins to speak about this child being a light of revelation for the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And we read that the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about Jesus. And usually we'd concentrate on that. But he didn't end there. Simeon didn't end there because we then read, then Simeon blessed them. And so coming into the temple... It was great that someone was coming to bless Jesus. Great someone was going to pray for their baby. We want that. But Simeon began to pray for them as well. And he not only prayed for them, he began to prophesy over them. And prophesy particularly over Mary. And he tells Mary things about her son, but he also tells Mary things about her Self. Just imagine what they're feeling right now, so overwhelmed. And suddenly somebody's coming and praying for them, praising God, blessing them, and then prophesying over them. And then at that very moment we read, a godly lady called Anna, a prophet, someone who had got married young and then seven years after a marriage, Her husband had tragically died. She was a widow until she was 84. But we read she never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. So here is a real prayer warrior. Here's someone. She's in the temple. She spends her life fasting and praying. We've got one or two in this congregation. I know you just fast and pray constantly. I know you pray for me. And I thank God every day for those that would do that and uphold me in prayer. And at that very moment that Simeon has been praying over Jesus, praying over Mary and Joseph, blessing them, thanking God for them, prophesying over them, Anna comes up. So now there's a man and a woman, and she starts praying over them. And she starts blessing them. And she starts praising God. And she starts prophesying over them. Whenever we read about people being prayed for in the scripture it is beautifully and intricately linked to prophecy and people prophesying over them and we see it in this story in particular people speaking a word must have been an amazing experience wow we've come to worship God we've come in obedience We've come because we're thankful to God for our new child. We've come to do what's required, even though we're struggling financially. And someone's come and prayed for us. Someone's come and blessed us. And someone's come and spoke a word to us. And that beautiful word and spirit ministry is called prayer ministry. And it's a ministry that we value very highly here at Holy Trinity and something that has maybe we've had to do at a distance during the, the, the pandemic. And that's still valid. But there's something about someone coming and laying a hand gently on your shoulder and praying for you and blessing you. So I want to um, invite uh, Richard McLennan to come up because... Uh, Richard is going to share with you a testimony this morning that might help you believe that God 
would bless you through others praying for you. And that God would want to do that because I think there's something within us sort of automatically that, well, prayer ministry is for the super keenies or is for especially good people like Mary and Joseph, but not for the likes of me. So I'm going to invite uh, Richard to come up. Let's welcome him. Thank you. Um, thanks, Ian, for um, giving me the opportunity, I guess, to share my experience. Um, I guess it can be difficult to share uh, personal situations and retail of the Lord's uh, grace and blessing without giving away a spoiler alert at the outset. But I feel it's quite important. The Lord wishes to bless us and the Lord wishes to answer our prayers. Um, I found myself in a challenging situation in a previous job role a role that I believe the Lord had called me to uh, after many years uh, in the same organisation. My role was in change management and to digitally transform a business from top to bottom. The successes were very high. Uh, I won a funding uh, uh, money in a Dragon's Den style pitch uh, to create a mobile app, uh, a secured new premises uh, in which the business could grow. Uh, and I continued to make improvements in operational efficiencies. But the lows, however, were very low. Uh, the hierarchy were never satisfied with the work I was doing. For each success came increased negativity, a toxic atmosphere and micromanagement that stifled me. And I battled through this for many months, uh, trying to make it work. I still felt the Lord had called me into this role, um, but these were, and these were just tough times, and I continued on mainly, to be honest, under my own strength. Um, I prayed and I shared with family and friends, and I was grateful, to be honest, for their uh, appreciated check-ins and continued prayers. I wanted this to work, uh, but as many, some of you do know, I can be a bit stubborn, uh, and not wishing to be a failure uh, and walk away from something that I really had a heart for. I had a heart for the people that were working for me and a heart for the members who we were helping. However, to be honest, it was uh, taking its toll, uh, both physically and mentally, uh, on my health. Uh, and to be honest, looking back, nobody was really getting the best uh, out of me. I was just going through the motions towards the end. Now, the opportunity for prayer ministry uh, came up at the recent church weekend away. Um, <clears throat> I was encouraged. I might have been directed, to be honest. I was told to go. Um, and looking back, I was grateful for that, that gentle nudge. But trust me, it was the last place I really wanted to go to. This weekend for me was a retreat away from the work pressures and struggles, a chance to have fun and relax uh, amongst friends. Uh, however, the Lord did have uh, something uh, in for me. Uh, for me, uh, I had a dinner to cook that night. Um, uh, and it was about 90 people. I didn't want them to go without I was putting every blocker in the way from going to this, but I duly booked a slot. Now, I do appreciate that a ministry needs a little administration, but when I turned up and found a bouncer outside the door, uh, I did wonder what I was letting myself in for. So I held back and waited for my time. I said my own little prayer. Um, I knew that it was a question I'd been grappling with <clears throat> for some time with the Lord, um, and that was... Uh, whether or not I was to stay and dig in in this particular role uh, or whether I was to look for a fresh opportunity. 
And if truth be told, I didn't know at that point in time if I really wanted uh, to hear the answer. Uh, I went in, the bouncer let me in. Um, uh, I shared my situation uh, with a couple from the prayer team. It was comforting and a welcoming experience. Uh, to be honest, I was at my wit's end. I was living on empty. I was exhausted. Um, I had offloaded to them as I had to others. As I shared, I knew the Lord wanted me to verbally make my request. Take a leap of faith, and I asked for a prayer. I asked for a sign, a clear sign. Where did the Lord want me to be? We prayed together and gave space for the Holy Spirit. Now, I said at the outset, the Lord answers prayers. The Lord wishes to bless his people, uh, and I did leave with a sense of release. It's with the Lord now. I was, however, heading back on Monday morning to the same job, and I was absolutely dreading it. And I guess it's during that time, although it was just from Saturday, Sunday, and then into Monday, that I started to have doubts. I'd laid myself bare, vulnerable, and essentially I was clinging on to the foot of the cross, waiting for a sign, praying it comes, hoping I didn't miss it, and I guess for me personally, praying that I was ready to receive whatever the answer was. So Monday morning came. Around 9.30, I received a call. It was an old boss saying he saw a job that he felt was right up my street, head of IT at the Church of Scotland. Was this the sign? I wanted it to be clear and initially felt this was coincidence, the Church of Scotland, a job at the church. I initially dismissed it, if in all honesty. I continued to pray. I said, Lord, I need a clear sign, a proper sign, you know. But a day or so later, um, Ian MacDonald called me. He was stirred in the night. He was woken up at some crazy hour, and the Lord had given him a sign, telling him that I would work at the Church of Scotland and that I should apply for this role. So I did, and the Lord blessed me with a new job, lifting me out of that situation and restoring my spirit. I'm very much still a work in progress, but I'm thankful for those unsung heroes around me, those who hold me in prayer uh, daily and continue to support me and my family. The Lord wishes the best for each and every one of us. The Lord delights in answering prayer. Um, to be honest, the prayer ministry at HD is fruitful, uh, and as I look out this morning, I'm sure many of you here can testify to that. I encourage everyone to take uh, that step and seek prayer. Share your wants, your wishes, your concerns, your fears, and seek the Lord uh, in everything. And as I said at the outset, uh, as a bit of a spoiler, but it is true, the Lord wishes to bless us uh, and answer our prayers. Uh, thank you. Praise the Lord. Don't you love testimony? Just how God wants to uh, bless us. And maybe there's something in there for you to not suffer in silence. Don't suffer in silence. You know, even Jesus, he, you know, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane going to the cross, even, even Jesus, Son of God, asked others to watch and pray with him. It's okay. It's not, it's not a sign of weakness. So I, that's not the right thing to say, actually. It is a sign of weakness, but the proper weakness we're meant to display as followers of God and the proper humility. We want to give you the chance to be prayed for today if you'd like. And uh, a prayer ministry team uh, is available today. 
And uh, after the end of the service, if you want someone to pray with you, then uh, come and take a seat on uh, just one of the seats over here. And uh, some of the trained ministry team will pray with you today. I just want to finish off the, the passage and uh, Luke 2. Just right at the end there, after you read about Simeon and we read about Anna, and read about that experience, Joseph and Mary, it's overwhelming just how different they must have left the temple at that point, having someone pray for them in their, uh, in their joys and in their worries. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Two little points. Prayer ministry is not a substitute for obedience. In other words, you may be struggling with something, and you actually know the answer because God has already said it in his word. You know the answer, you just don't want to do it. <laughs> and prayer ministry is great to go for in that case, but prayer ministry will not give you a different answer. It's going to be the same answer as God's word gives, but you might get extra strength to help you in doing what God. So it's not a substitute for, for obedience. And finally, we read about Jesus, you know, and how, how much would have this been uh, Mary and Joseph's desire for their son, that he grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. And that's no different for me as a pastor, that I want for you, and I'm sure you want for all your family and for those around you, for every Christian, that they would grow and become strong. They would grow in the Lord. They would become strong and that they would grow in wisdom and the grace of God would be upon them. And one of the ways that can happen is through allowing others to pray for us. And allowing others to pray for us when we're maybe going through some difficult, difficult times. So just as we come towards the end and I'm not going to do an invite forward during the service. I'm going to give you that option just at the end when we've done a benediction. Um, but right now, why don't we stand together if you're able. And we've had a testimony today and one of the things I believe is when a testimony is shared, especially when someone uh, is perhaps wouldn't usually speak up the front and someone shares something that is personal, um, sharing something about just the, the pains and the agonies, and he, and he played that down very, uh, very, very humbly. But maybe you've carried something today and uh, you've not brought it before the Lord. Why don't we just close our eyes and maybe with... One hand out to the Lord. Just imagine in that hand is just what you've carried in to church. Maybe something that is just really heavy to carry. Something that you're, you're just so worried about or so struggling with or so fearful of or so frustrated that you can't get beyond it. Whatever that is, allow the Holy Spirit maybe. You probably don't need even the Holy Spirit because you're carrying it and you know it's there. Just bring that before God. And then with the other hand, 
Just lay that out towards God and say, God, you're a speaking God. You're the God of all comfort. You're the God who sends your Holy Spirit. And you're the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, your Son Jesus is praying for us. And you can say, God, he's praying for me right now in heaven, wanting all the benefits of the kingdom to be yours. And maybe ask the Lord, as far as you're able, as far as your faith will allow this morning, to say, Lord, would you put in, in that hand, other hand I've placed out to you a, a word of promise? Maybe it'll be a prophetic word that God would speak to you. Maybe it'll be uh, the good thought. Maybe a picture often speaks to me through a verse of Scripture will just come to mind. It would just let me know, Lord, you know these burdens I'm carrying. And as the word of promise comes, you'll be able to turn over the other hand and just let it go. And say, Lord, this is too heavy for me to carry, but I'm giving it over to you. I want to be upheld by your loving arms, your loving hand. Just allow, in the midst of sometimes our minds racing and or maybe thinking about other things, or for some, when's this going to end? Ask that simple question, Lord, have you got anything to say to me? Is there something you want to tell me I need to hear from you? And I believe the Lord would want to say to someone today, I'm just thinking of Elijah, just hunkering down under that tree and saying, I've had enough, I'm finished. And the angel of the Lord coming to him and saying to Elijah, rest and eat. The journey is too much for you. Just God recognizing in one of his children, it's all got too much. So just rest and eat. I'm here, I know. And I haven't gone anywhere. And I'm here for you.
And I'm getting another verse just coming to mind. And so it might be just for somebody here. Of course, it could be for me. And it's just when Jesus says, don't hide your light um, under a, a bushel, to use the old-fashioned language. You just feeling, just hiding my light. I'm not, I'm not shining. <laughs> and God wants to let you shine again. God wants to lift the pot, lift the bucket. God wants to pour in his glory that shines forth through his people, can be seen in his people. And in a moment, I'm just going to invite the band to come and they're going to sing a closing song but at the end of the service we're just going to play, play some gentle music uh, if you need to go and get your children you can but also if you would like a couple of people in the prayer ministry team to pray for you about something something specific then just come and take a seat see what the Lord can do Let's let's worship.